You have a lot to say. I have sp- we have specific questions for you. I don't know about that. Well, here we are again. CACC Basketball Degenerates Podcast, taping this in mid-January. Oh, the doldrums. It's the, the worst death. part of the year. The death. worst part of the year. Is it the worst part? Are you sure? It is. It yeah. is. What about February 7th? <laughs> yeah, mid-January to, to mid-February is the worst. Well, at least we have basketball in our lives. Imagine if we didn't. What would we be doing? What would you guys be doing? What are your oh. hobbies right now? I've just turned into a keeper of the hearth. That's what I do every single night. I, I light a fire. I've had a, a fire lit at my house dating all the way back to December the 1st. I was going to do it all the way through Christmas, then I just kept going. Going and going and going. That's why, I mean, I need more wood. Send some my way if you can. Let's talk basketball, though. I don't want to talk about my fireplace, even though I am a keeper of the heart. It's going to be my second you career. You up with your wood guy. <sighs> well, the see, this is, where you, this is where you guys have gone wrong. First of all, it's called a woodsman, okay? The woodsman is struggling it. right now. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I'm, if, it's not, if it's not seasoned for two years, then it's not. it's not worth it. I've used a bellow more than I've used any Christmas toy in my life in the first two weeks of getting a, a gift. So, and it's not even my gift; it's my roommate's gift, so or my housemate's gift. So, that's where we stand on the fire. But uh, what about the fire of life when it comes to college basketball and the ACC? Yeah, that's right. Burn it down. Burn it down. You revved up. Mike? What a transition. Mike's revved up. I don't know. Are you? I can't tell. Am I? Dude, yeah, I'm hype, man. Yeah, I guess you can't really see my face on the video because the uh, pop filter is covering it. But yeah, look, ee, ee, so hype. Yeah, it's it's a good week, and I think it's going to be a good week coming up in uh, ACC basketball in particular. I actually think, uh, you know what? I never thought I'd say this, but some of these teams are actually pretty good. <laughs> oh, wow. Really? <laughs> uh, let's, we'll talk about that, but Taylor's going to lead us in the first part of the discussion. <laughs> Pittsburgh, baby, Pittsburgh. Let me tell you about Pittsburgh against the spread. All right. Uh, we're going to – let me just throw some pop quiz questions at you like we did last week. Uh-oh. This is, uh, this is Luke's, you know, version of me in the classroom sitting on the edge of my seat. Wait, wait, wait. So you're doing pop quiz? So I you sent out the outline, and it said, what was it, like uh, end-of-year assessments or something like that? Like it was like your your assessments, right? Yeah, this is this is the performance review, which is what happens in mid-January. Another reason it's terrible is, you know, we all have to ask ourselves, you know, did you meet expectations, exceed expectations, or uh, do you need improvement? Oh, my you, I don't know what school you went to. I just took my final exam and waited a month, and then I was far yep. away from the building, and then eventually I got the grade back. I didn't go in for any kind of review. This no, no. This is this is Taylor in his white collar world, you know, sitting down mm-hmm. with the, the people from Office Space. Like, what is it you say you do around here? Right. And then you know, me scrounging around to say, you know, oh, I, I wait for the day to end so I can sit in a recording studio and drink and talk basketball. Yeah, is that fair? yeah, exactly. I was about to say, this is why they took the baseball bat to the printer machine, but yes, please. Go ahead. <laughs> I think go Taylor ahead also waits, he just waits to put his children to bed and that, that's a two hour process. And Mike yeah, is just like, right. Oh yeah, go. You guys will figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> Daddy's t- got games to watch. You guys, yeah. Texting you guys has really doubled my ability to complain about being a parent to my wife and now also you. So oh, good. good. Enjoy. So what is so what do you have on your performance uh, review? What are your what are your categories? Here here's what we got. We got no categories. We got three quick questions for you. Okay. Uh first one. UVA women's team, as you may have heard, just shut down their entire season. They were 0-5 and 0-2 in the conference. So that's two ACC women's teams who have now shut down completely. Hmm. Who do you think is the most likely men's team? To shut down their season. If we were to some, see somebody just end it all right now, who would it be? Luke, hit me. I'm raising my hand. You can't see this, folks, but the Duke Blue yeah. Devils, is that the correct answer, Mr. Professor? <laughs> and here's why. They already have the precedent because the women's team broke the ice, right? They broke the ice. They're just following right. suit. Ed Krzyzewski right. went on the whole we need to go home for Christmas rant uh, a couple of weeks ago in front of the screen which I'm not going to give a K impersonation right now. I, I have no energy to do so. I have barely any energy to get into this studio, but somehow I found my way in. You guys just stumbled down to your basement. So that's my answer. Mm-hmm. 
sticking with Duke, huh? I mean, it's it's a sound choice. Um, I mean, I think the obvious choice is someone like Wake Forest, who you, people are still surprised exists within the ACC. Um, but you know, what? I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with North Carolina. Surprisingly, I think you know what? Right now, just go out on top. You're on a three game winning streak. <laughs> you're, you're never you're never gonna feel as much hope as you feel right now. You know, your guard play hasn't been horribly exposed. Just go ahead, pack it up. Look, Roy's had some issues in the past, you know, just call it, call it health and call it a day and just go home. Take your ball and go home. I did uh, enjoy the fact that Roy uh, went on a little bit of a soliloquy at the beginning of the season about how he was always going to wear his mask and how he's um, terrified. I should be terrified. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I'm scared of it. Yep. And then he's wearing his mask on his lips. And I don't know where the mask police are and the Dean Dome. I mean, they're everywhere else in the world and saying, pull it up over the nose. I don't know where they are in that building. Can anybody answer me that question? I mean, if somebody can answer me the question why the coaches are wearing masks at all, it's like, it's beyond me. It's totally for show and it's totally, you know, for for the viewer at home to kind of normalize mask wearing. Well, Dan Hurley had a really nice uh, rendition of it recently. I don't know if you saw that picture. No, I didn't. It was a, a chin strap. He won up the Lane Kiffin little triangle. He won up it. It's like he rolled it up and he put it over like a mustache. It's great. <laughs> Check it out. I'm sure, it's floating out there somewhere. I, I I did see uh, you know across my new feed that the uh, new beard style is the monkey tail, which is just a beard coming across the side of your face and then wrapping around in a mustache and this whole side being clear uh, as I like try to draw it on my face for you guys. So that's going to be my next thing. That's how I'm going to wear my mask and I'm going to cut my beard. It's, I'm going to call it the monkey tail. It's the new dirty. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Send me some pictures of the monkey tail because I'm, I am intrigued. <laughs> you going to get a post on your only fans and act like it's, oh. it's yours. <laughs> right. Try to get some revenue. Yeah. I, I don't know. Well, what do you guys think? Who's, who's your team? Yeah, what what do you have? What do you have, Taylor? You have someone that you uh, uh, think should pack it up? My similar one. I, I was thinking in the similar vein as you, Mike, and I picked Boston College because they're three and nine, which they is just not hit, great. But you know, they just hit twenty three. Kind of a good showing. Yeah, they uh, beat Miami by like twenty points. I think this is as good as it's going to get for Jim Christian. Maybe if they end it now, he saves his job. He gets a couple more years, that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, we, we move on. It's a good win against Rhode Island, and that's it. If they give Jim Christian any more time in Boston, I swear. <laughs> I swear. No taxation without representation. I mean, that man has got to go. <laughs> we'll be recording a podcast in 2025 and talking about, like, Jim Christian's latest contract extension at Boston College. I, I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Yeah. All right. So, what else? What else you got? Um, well, you have to answer the question, uh, Michael. Michael. We're going to give you a zero if you don't answer this question. Who me? Yeah, the teachers. Oh, oh, I answered one. I answered mine. I got mine. I oh, got you mine said North now. Carolina. I forgot. Yeah, yeah. I got North, North Carolina. Carolina. That's a weak Word answer. Not. It's just yeah, weak. Come on. I got it. I got it. I mean, the sky's unfair, the limit. Unfair. Once you hit rock bottom, the sky's the limit. <laughs> <laughs> That hey, put that on. That's it. That's a good one. Put that on a t-shirt. I would, yeah, I would wear that t-shirt. All right. So my next one, I, I thought of as I was sitting around uh, thinking about Wake Forest, as I'm sure we all do, <laughs> and I was thinking about Carter Witt, who was an originally a class of 2021 recruit for them. He was going to start next fall, and uh, then because of some Are you injuries, talking, wait, 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 wait. You talking about Bodie? Bodie from Point Break, the kid they just signed as the point guard. Oh, okay. Please call him by his by his true name, Bodie. A young, possibly poor man's Bodie. Yeah, he's a searcher. Yeah. Please continue. Fantastic movie. Uh, yeah. So he's he's now playing. He was supposed to just enroll early in practice, but he's now playing. I think right. he also does not lose a year of eligibility, which is awesome. So I'm I'm all on board. That's pretty cool. And I'm all about the Steve Forbes era. I'm looking forward to Steve Forbes era, taking them to uh, ACC relevance. So give me one thing that you cannot wait for on the horizon, whether it's this week, this season, or next season. What, what, have, what are these flashes of promise that you want to see more of? Well, can I start by raising my hand and being um, the teacher's pet who just nailed the first question of the pop quiz, but 
<laughs> my second well I, I need to I need clarification. Is this Taylor Pilkington Life Quest Knowledge Experience Part Two or is it a pop quiz? It's it's closer to a pop quiz. When it's the knowledge quest life experience, whatever, you'll know. You'll feel it <laughs> down in your plums. <laughs> Uh, that's my screen name on PlayStation, by the way, in my plums at me. At me. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have, do you have one, Luke? Do you have something that you're actually looking forward to? Does the top student have to answer first every single time? Yes. Yes, yeah. absolutely. I'm interested in your takes. I'm waiting for the next NC state parade. Ooh. It feels like one of those seasons, oh, yeah. right? Hmm. It does. Yeah. Remember the last time they had a parade was the win at Cameron when they won how many games in the league? I don't know, five, six. That was the end of Godfrey. <laughs> uh, I, I miss Godfrey, actually. I never thought I'd say that. I, I want them Godfrey. to have a parade just in the style of the Buffalo Bills once they were greeting Josh Allen, not to go to um, other sportsy right here as far as references. I'd like to see it. I'd like to see another parade and rally. They only need three more wins to get to five. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's what I want to see. I want to see the next NC State parade. Yeah, that's a good one. I I would love a parade, dude. You know what? I, I guess you know. It's. I think what my gut tells me is that I want to be like. Oh, what I'm looking forward to is like actually being able to attend a game again. Gosh, I like. I miss that. I I didn't realize how much I missed it and how much college basketball I actually saw in person. But taking that away from me, I I miss that a lot. But I'm actually, you know, weirdly. I want to get back to the uh, top of the top of the backboard camera angles. You know, I, you guys know that I al- always used to zone out to electronica music and watch that angle just like on mute um, and just get weird in my basement by myself. Um, it doesn't have the same feel, you know, when there's no one in the stand. So, you know, like I'm kind of missing getting back to that did you get rhythm a, and flow of my life. Did you get a good view of the crowd when you were behind the board? Well, it's just, you know, the novelty of just hearing like the stadium noise only, you know, and now like there's nothing, there's no like white noise behind it. So it's just, you know, a couple of dudes talking about missing assignments and cursing like every fifth word, you know, just like, oh shit, you know, get back on D. Come on, Charles, get back. You know, like that's all, that's all it is. Guys talk a lot on defense. Who knew? <laughs> Communication. It's important. Coaches would love that. Yeah. So what's yours, Taylor? What are you looking forward to? What I am looking forward to, other than, uh, you know, Steve Forbes, the Steve Forbes era getting into full swing, which I am, is I'm looking forward to inevitably, you know, what's going to happen. You know, Duke is going to play like 12 games this season, to Luke's point, and go like eight and four. And they're going to still be like a four seed in the tournament and then lose in the first round. And I'm, I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be great. Okay. I can't wait. All right. Go Mercer. Go Mercer. I usually, I usually don't go in for the like Duke catharsis whole thing. Go Lehigh. As a a non-Duke guy. McCollum. 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 (laughs) It's just going to McCollum. Okay, Taylor, Uh, what's next on your little outline? We actually have an outline for this podcast. Can can you believe that audience listening to this right now? Can you I mean, have an outline? It doesn't sound like it, but let's go. <laughs> you know, it's you know, it's it's a hangout podcast. You know, it's like you get to feel like you're in the room with us tonight. Well, I mean, you guys uh, seem like your Zoom call cocktail might... hour type of dudes at this point. I'm not, so this is all new to me. Yeah, I, I, Luke, Luke is just a ball of goo on the floor tonight. That you know is just morphed into a man to sit behind the. Uh, the, the headset or sit behind the microphone. So I appreciate they look, I appreciate you hitting the record button and showing up tonight. I mean, it takes a lot. I appreciate that. So there you go. Speaking <laughs> of our zoom call, I was struck as I watched some of these press conferences from the coaches taking place over zoom. You know, you can see their zoom backgrounds, of course, when they're doing it in their office, usually, you know, they highlight like the NBA players on a poster or whatever. Coach K did one where he had like, the USA 1992 USA basketball like roster like subtle hint hey guess what I was there you know so uh, imagine it got that, me thinking because imagine that was the case back when they did the Brotherhood documentary remember how they did the big um, for show meeting with he it wasn't Shire was it it was Nolan Smith coming in and talking about going out to eat and then Kay was like 
Yeah, that'd be nice. That'd be really nice to go yeah. out to dinner. <laughs> Somebody probably did that for him for his background. But they just, I mean, she, yeah. You say you weren't going to do your Coach K impression, but it gives me a lot of joy each time you say it. If you so think he decided to go through the trouble to pick out that background, you're insane. So one of the managers did it. One of the guys running across the course at, you know, a million miles an hour, the dudes who just run into the locker room, you know, the Duke managers. Yes. Dressed in black, head to toe, who might've been brainwashed, not twice, but three times. Maybe one of those guys. They set it up. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know if he didn't like it. They're probably not a manager anymore. So I don't know. What's yours, Taylor? What is my go-to Zoom background prop? Mm Mm-hmm. Mine is you guys are looking at it right here. Oh, oh, it's just we, we like your, it's just your room. It's a racetrack behind it. That's lame. <laughs> first of all, first of all, number one, Mike, how dare you? Okay, not all of us can have like separate spaces in our house where we have to work from home. But uh, I like to throw a little like potted plant in there when I can, you know, to show that I'm in touch with nature, and then uh, have this. Uh, my wife and I went to college in Kentucky, and so I have this uh, painting that was bought for like $1 at a thrift store of um, uh, horses coming down the final stretch uh, in a horse race. Oh. And the horses are painted completely out of proportion, so they look like little rats. <laughs> Their faces are way too narrow, um, but I enjoy putting it behind me and feeling like I'm some sort of, you know, old patrician and I'm drinking like Pappy Van Winkle as I sit here instead of like whatever rot gut stuff that I usually have. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. I All tell right. you, that's not, that's not how it projects on zoom. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mike, your answer. Uh, yeah. Mine, mine is actually, there's actually a halo ba- background. It actually starts um, every single time that, uh, you know, I, I turn it on. I start this theme music and it's, oh. yeah, I'm going to turn it up for you. There. Yeah, I just do the Halo theme. And this is how I start every meeting. It's just like, oh, you know, Mike, so it sets the tone. Can I challenge so, you to a Halo 3 matchup? <laughs> yeah, dude. I'll I will, play you I will bet time. you anything that you own. Yeah. Which is probably I, I, I love, one, one item Halo. you own might be more than my net worth. And I'm willing to put that on the table right now. Yeah, so I just there's something about that chorus. So, you know, I, I like to hit mine with theme music and a Zoom background to start every meeting. Okay. <laughs> so there you go. Well, my answer to this great, question great is I, I will never do a Zoom background. If an, if I do, you can come just take me away to the asylum. Feel free about to do that. I mean, I'm giving you permission right now. So I'm not going to answer this question. Much like on my AP bio exam, the final question. I don't know if anybody was taking this back yeah. in 2007 with me, if you're that old. Heart. Or that Hard young, uh, you know, the last <laughs> question I didn't know. And there was a big circle that you had to do some kind of diagram, draw something. And I just drew a smiley face. So I'm going to do that on this question. Let's good talk call. basketball. That's a good call. After that. yeah. Wait, no, do you have one more pop quiz, don't you? Yeah. Well, I think that was it. No, there, there was one more little line you had to get to, or maybe the, this is not pop quiz territory anymore. Maybe it's just conversation about these teams. So. Yeah, lead us. Yeah, let's uh, let's talk to uh, let's talk about some squads here in the ACC. I mean, I guess I know. Well, if it's a line on an outline, then I think that Taylor probably wants to talk about one team in particular. So why don't we talk about that? Well, um, hold up. What what did Taylor's bullet points was? And I was looking at this, and I was typing messages to him when you can both edit the Word document, and I literally said, "What are you doing, Taylor?" In the voice of Hal, the computer from two thousand one. Taylor actually got the reference. It was great. The question which Hal, myself, asked, what are you doing, Taylor, was, who's more likely to win the ACC, Virginia Tech or UNC? <laughs> and so that's why oh, Hal yeah. had to come in and say, what are you doing, Taylor? But I think I just might have misread him. Who's the most likely team to get most improved team in the ACC? Was no. that the real question? Who's the most improved team? No. UNC, the Brock Bottom last year, and Virginia Tech, who's the most improved? Was that what you were looking for? No, who's a better bet to win the ACC, Virginia Tech or UNC? So actually, taking, you can only choose one of these two. I went and looked this up. So the offshore does not have lines on winning the ACC right now, but they do have lines to uh, uh, make the Final Four. And right now, Virginia Tech is sixteen to one to make the Final Four. Mm-hmm. And um, 
and I think UNC is 12 to one. Wow. So slight, slight edge wow. to UNC. Got to be brand recognition only, but. Uh, well, yeah, it's public called? money. How to so, throw away your money in 60 days. Is that what this is called? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. I mean, hey, I, I, if I were taking that bet, um, I would take Virginia Tech to be closer to winning the ACC. But I think UNC, as much as I think that they're terrible, they're going to randomly be in the Sweet 16, man. I can just feel it. They're big. They're strong, sharp, Baycott, man. I just Their guard play oh, is wow. god-awful. I mean, they had to, what, bring Garrison Brooks off the bench, you know, your ACC preseason player of the year coming off the bench for like three games. Um, but you know what? I, I like Virginia Tech as a better option to win the ACC, man. They look good. They look real good. Cone is a revelation. Revelation. He's put, yeah, put, he is put that team on his back. He's got BD on the bench. You know, Aluma is a first team all ACC player. No doubt right now. Um, I like, I like the way Virginia tech's heading. Well, Colin shoots threes. Like he's Gal Monfils, the tennis player, the throw reference. He just likes to shoot with style. He loves shooting with style. <laughs> yeah. He really I, I heard him reference his ace. In 15 a, different directions when he's shooting these threes. Can he just square yeah. up and shoot it? He's uh, I think he's like five eight. They list him mm. at five ten. He's a, uh, I think he's five eight. Just a gunner. That's what I love. You know, get him in a commercial for Levi's jeans with Brett Favre, or was that Wrangler? <laughs> Whatever. I don't know. You get it. Yeah, I'm comfortable uh, in Wrangler. I think people are still like waiting for North Carolina to just be good, the same way that maybe they were still waiting for Duke to be good because they're Duke. The same thing with North Carolina. And they do have those possessions where, like, they'll miss a shot but then get, like, four offensive rebounds and just uh, get a bucket anyways. And their defense – I think I made fun of their defense in the last podcast saying, like, they can't guard a pick and roll to save their life. And I still kind of stand by that. But, you know, statistically it's kind of sneaky good, which I'm not going to even pretend to understand. I need somebody to explain that to me. But um, I don't know. Yeah, Mike, tell me, are there any of the UNC big men that you would take over Aluma if you were if you were starting a team today? Yeah, I would take Sharp. I mean, Sharp's energy is like a game changer. You know, he's just like a big, exciting dude. Um, but you know, again, that's not the the problem with North Carolina. I mean, let me let me tell you something that should be flashing in big red lights if you're a UNC fan. Playtech is averaging 18 minutes a game. Okay. Andrew Playtech, 18 minutes. Danger zone. <laughs> Danger zone. Okay. Like this man should not be playing half, be on the court for half the time. I mean, he should have been a guy waving the towel, you know, on the sideline. You know, he should not be getting meaningful minutes for your for your team if you have any hopes of winning the ACC. So, um, but yeah, I, I think Sharp is a game changer, though. I think they're fun. I mean, I they play volleyball with the backboard. It's kind of old school, but they don't have a point guard, and they haven't had one since Kobe White left, and they won't be any good until they find another one. So. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I mean, they can't shoot if it's not a layup to save their life, which is like, <laughs> right? You know, you know, just get inside. It's like a, you know, it's like, it's like watching like a middle school team with all the overdeveloped kids. Like, just get the ball inside, <laughs> which I kind of love. But I would take Virginia Tech in that question too. But Luke, that that I'm gonna jump around to another question I had, similar to Thank that, you, that because... you might enjoy a little bit more. Yeah, I, I who's can't a better that bet? Question. I I, I can't. I cannot answer that question with a straight face. I can't do it. <laughs> okay, well, l- let me throw another one at you that I think maybe you can you can play a little more with. Who's a better bet to win the ACC right now, Louisville or Virginia? Virginia. So mm. t- tell me why the panic over UVA, and I kind of coming around to this, why the, why the panic was kind of overblown about that, about them. Well... They were playing five out against San Francisco, which is not a great winning strategy. It was more of a science experiment. And they got their doors blown off against Gonzaga, which is going to happen to everybody this year. Mm. Mm -hmm. And they're covering well. They've covered every ACC game except for one. I I was looking up some against the spread numbers, and I did notice that Virginia is very good against the spread overall, especially – when they are favored. Yeah. So I I think over the, over the Tony Bennett era, with exception of his first year, if you just took uh, Virginia against the spread, 
you know, you'd be like 65 to 68% up. I mean, that's all you'd have to do. Just bet Virginia and you would have been the greatest uh, sports gambler year over year. So um, they're great against the spread. The tough part of their schedule is coming up, I think, you know, in the next seven. Not yet. I'll say in the next seven days, they play Clemson, NC State, and Georgia Tech. Wow, NC State. Go tell it on the mountain. I think the danger zone. I mean, they don't have another quad one win. They don't have a quad one win right now, Virginia. So I think that those are their opportunities to get their first ones. I think uh, obviously Clemson would be one. And um, I think NC State would end up being one. I think it's – is it home or away? It's home for Virginia. That game's not going to be played, though. As it's scheduled, oh, it's going to be COVID canceled. I think so. They just went on pause. So, well, which one? Clemson did. NC State, Clemson. I think they're getting out of pause. We off. should know if that game's going to happen tomorrow. We'll probably yeah. know. Yeah, that's right. Clemson. That one's in danger. Right? Recording on a Thursday yeah. evening, by the way, folks. Yeah, just let you know. Right. I, I was waiting. He's been playing a lot better this year. Or this, uh, hey, Mike. This I was waiting. Game. I was waiting for you, Mike, to give me a, a spirited attack on UVA and tell me why they're still terrible. Well, you know, I, I hate to say it, but Jay Huff is a first-team All-ACC player right now. He's been he's been a difference maker in every single game I've seen UVA play this year. Um, you know, I thought he looked really bad to start the year, but man, he's looked really good. Um, recently and Kihei Clark's been a lot better over the past three games. I mean, Louisville is a much better bet to win the ACC. <laughs> okay. But you know, just because of the backcourt play, I believe. And I think that they have more emerging talent. You know, I think, uh, what is it? Samuelson. Um, is it Samuel Williamson or William Sam? Samuel Williamson. Samuel Williamson. Samuel Williamson. Those two first name things really throw me off. Um, but Samuel Williamson, I think is emerging. Obviously, Carly Jones is a first-team All-ACC player right now. David Johnson, I think, is a first-team All-ACC player right now. You're going to put two Louisville guards on the first team. Yep, and I'm going to put Nate Lashevsky on there right next to uh, I mean, <laughs> right next put, to Jay Huff. <laughs> put Jalen Withers on there, you know? Yeah, Jalen Withers has been good. I don't know. Put, I like put, I think, for me, it breaks down to the fact that, like, UVA is probably the better bet to win the ACC, but a lot of it, like – is due right now. I, I, I kind of buy into the thing Luke was saying, like they're going to get better. It's just, that's how UVA seasons always start. Right. Well, that's but why they've shortened style... the rotation. Right. Exactly. So they try to maximize the ceiling of... of Murphy and uh, Hauser on defense. Well, I mean, Hauser's going to play regardless, but I'm going with Murphy, Murphy because yeah, I, I know he's, he's still getting his feet defensively, but I mean, his ceiling is just so much higher than the other guys who they could throw in there. Yeah. And I mean, they didn't, expect him to play at all even like up until near the first game um and i just think their style of play gives them a lot more margin for error even though like louisville is the more exciting pick in terms of like if you're if If you're you're thinking about it just in terms of like rooting Mm, okay um but let me get to something that i know luke and i both kind of want to talk about mike mentioned nc state Uh i literally i literally put in our outline a, a little note some some time where it says taylor cries softly for a few minutes so <laughs> we can we can take that time i was but, hoping uh, you should have put that in italics or something like that to make it feel <laughs> like a little bit sadder and deeper it's a stage direction i i mean they played florida state and that's pretty much all i can say about that game we touted it pretty highly on this podcast thought it was going to be close uh they just put them in a world of hurt and nc state the whole game looked like they were just like resigned to being embarrassed I felt like it was like watching someone smother a person with a pillow, you know, just Mm. no resistance. And um, (laughs) after that bad loss to Miami left me a little dispirited. Uh, So so I know Luke also wants to talk about it. Luke, tell me. I'm just happy you said it. I'm just happy you said a bad loss to Miami. I'm just so glad those words came out of your mouth. (laughs) The two of you. I I know you're going to hold on to the likes excuse until... I mean, that's the one straw you've got in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean after you've hopped off the Titanic. But th- I'm glad you actually said bad loss to Miami. Well, I'm I'm glad that I finally let my true color show for you to know. Yeah, yeah I mean, NC State losers of three straight. But yeah, that you you mentioned that uh, that Florida State game. Um, 
you, I, the, I think the most efficient offensive game of the Leonard Hamilton era and the most efficient offensive game, or I think field goal percentage wise in the ACC since 2000, I think they shot 70 plus percent. 71. Florida, Florida state did against, uh, against NC state, not known for their defense at Florida state or at uh, NC state. So it doesn't surprise me, but man, I, I don't know which, where do they go from here, Taylor? Where do they go from here? I mean, I I want to hear Luke tell me like how should I be feeling right now? I'm I'm on an emotional roller coaster, and right now I'm right at the bottom. So, I mean, Luke, am I right to feel this way? What do you think about them? Sure. Just hope they beat Virginia or Duke and they uh, get a parade. That's all I have to say. <laughs> they could be well, beat Duke. It's, I mean, the question is Manny Bates, right? Like, um, you need Manny Bates back. Without Manny, he I think he's been their best player. Um, at points, at least, I think. Um, I think Cam Wells has also been awesome, and Jericho Hellams as well, or Cam Hayes, I should say. And so Jericho Hellams. Is it? I mean, is it better or I, worse that during this pause that they're on, if DJ starts getting delivery to the house, <laughs> it's worse. Funderburg, I, I mean, Funderburg I think he needs the girth. I think he needs it. He he does look skinny, doesn't he? He he looks like oh, he's it, lost some weight. It's the most disappointing part of the season. No, but he looks good. I mean, Thunderbrook and Bates have been their two best players, in my opinion. And, mm-hmm. like, nobody else has really been – Thomas Allen has put up good numbers, and Devin Daniels, like, the same as he was. But uh, the problem is just, like, you mentioned defense, right? Like, Florida State kind of had a night where they hit everything, but NC State let them get open all the time. And that's the problem this whole season. If the possession does not end in, like, a steal or a block, if it's not a highlight possession – then NC State has no interest in playing defense whatsoever. Like, you know, I, I feel like it's the guy that you play in, like, the rec league game who, like, does not play defense at all but just waits to, like, kind of get that behind-the-back steal as you, like, blow by him to go to the basket. They just have no interest in playing, like, running with cutters, getting in front of the ball. I don't know. And my my real hot take or terrible fear here on NC State, if I'm being honest – is that really maybe everything they said about the Kevin Keats system when he first came to NC State is true? Like, like maybe his system can't win in the ACC. Maybe it's just not mm-hmm. suited um, unless, you know, even if they get like UK or Duke level recruiting classes, maybe it's still not a system that's going to like set you up for success. Um, and they have to have something more than just like token defense if it's not a steal immediately on defense. Um, so you can tell I'm, I'm really dipping low here, here with this. I, it set me back a little bit. These last so, yeah, Wow. Maybe, maybe it does the, sound like that. Yeah, there's a chance they could bring Julius Hodge back to coach. I mean, he's getting close to that age of Jawan Howard and everybody else. Right. Uh, I mean, I think they're going to keep Keats. Keats is not like close to a hot seat right now, but and there's a little voice in the back of my head. That's like, what about Taylor? What about, what about, what about, what about, hmm. <laughs> Okay. Send him back to the beach. Send him back to the beach. He was great at Wilmington. You had another question. Which team do you feel most comfortable going with to cover in the ACC? Yeah. Mm, that's a good question. I actually did a lot of thinking on this one. I was very pensive earlier today. <laughs> and I have a great answer. <laughs> the answer is whoever is playing the Duke Blue Devils. Oh, man. Ooh, yeah. That's a good answer. They've covered once this year, and it was against Notre Dame. My original gut feeling was, say, just whoever's playing Notre Dame, and then I thought, oh, why not whoever's playing Duke? It's even better. Ugh, Coppin State covered. That's a, that's a good call on the uh, – I mean, look, Duke has been terrible. There's the, Actually, you know what? To round out my ACC first team, there is is one Duke player on it, though. Matthew Hurt has been awesome. He's been awesome. He's a he's a natural. Is he still leading the ACC in points um, per game? He might be. I don't I don't really know. You would think I would know that, but I mean, I'm not a stats. <laughs> man. I'm, not a, I'm not a stats man. I don't but know, Mike. He, I, I think you have some cabin fever going on right now, just with look, your your first team and your Car- Carly Jones, David Johnson, Matthew Hurt, Nate Lashevsky, baby, and uh, Jay Huff. That's my that's my five. Five straight, like oddly tall white dudes that all kind of have similar <laughs> game, and then two guards from Louisville. <laughs> so yeah. So basically all the tall white dudes with the game just like yours in rec basketball. Yeah, exactly. They could shoot the yeah. straight European fours. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It used to be European. Now that's just all of basketball. That's what you want. 
Right, right, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, I hear you. That's a good point on the Kevin Keats era, though. I think his seat may be hotter than. Are, are we Kurt. still talking about Keats and NC State? Oh yeah, are we, guys, are we gonna keep. Doing this? We, They're on pause. We're not gonna see him for a while. L- yeah, let relax. Not. Let it's him, let him hang out. Just uh, let a sleeping dog lie. <laughs> so, Mike, who's your? I, do- I say dog. Cover? I mean underdog. The rest of the year. Who's my cover team? Yeah, who I mean, do you want to take? Who do you? I mean, I don't know if there's a hotter team in the ACC right now than the uh, Pitt Panthers. I think they look pretty good right now. Um, I, you know, and they have a they have what I would consider a pretty favorable schedule going forward. They have Syracuse, Luke's favorite Duke, Boston College, and North Carolina. To me, those are four cover games for Pitt in the next what is it? Twelve, you know, twelve days or so. So if if I were if I were wagering on ACC basketball right now, I'd I'd circle those four Pitt games. Um, I like them all. I like all those teams in like that fat middle of the ACC if they're getting points. And I'm going to pick out one just because I know it'll drive Luke nuts. You mentioned earlier is that Miami Hurricanes, baby. Look, <laughs> they had that. They had that bad loss to uh, Austin Boston College. College. Larinaga even, you know, you know, mentioned he said, you know, we just been off. Whatever, I'll take him at his word. But uh, aside from that one loss, they have covered every other game that they were underdogs in the spread. So if they're getting oh. points, I think they're kind of sneaky good, even with all this Chris likes being gone stuff. They, you know, their defense is like pretty good and they played a slow enough pace to keep things close and then like all the guys on their team all those guys can be mismatches like beverly wong walker brooks all those guys even like olani all those guys can beat somebody one-on-one so you can kind of get some mismatches kind of squeak your way in with a point here a point there i i kind of like them when they're getting points you know secretly or not so taylor that's a great theory but you know i know a guy who's got some experience doing this as far as the live Lena. <laughs> Going all the way back to Florida Gulf Coast in that game. You know, I don't know. They're double-digit favorites, and eventually it gets to uh, the old ML, and it's like, okay, yeah, Miami's got to win this game. Nope. Or the other <laughs> night against Boston College. Miami plus 17 and a half. What do you think, guys? Yeah, how, right. How did that work out? No. Yeah, yeah. And too good to – well, aside from that one game, but I'm saying – yeah. Yeah, if they're favorites, you can just write them off. If they're the you know, favorite, just write them off. No way, man. I I'm off the Miami train. They are Good. the yogurt. They're the yogurt raisins of uh, the ACC, man. They, in oh, theory, you in like theory, yogurt raisins. In theory, they look great. Then you eat them, and you're like, oh my gosh, that's just like condensed sugar <laughs> over a condensed sugar. You know, <laughs> like I don't, I don't want it. No, thank you. <laughs> I, I also think the teams that are like real at the top of the rankings in the ACC right now, but are not like the Blue Bloods, like Virginia Tech, Clemson, continue. You'll continue to get favorable lines because for a little bit at least, because people still expect them to like kind of fall, but they're and they're not expecting like oh those are the best teams in the ACC this year or like some of the best teams, you know. So okay. I think there's I think there's lines to be had for them. Hmm. Well, should we look All ahead right. to Saturday? Yeah, let's look ahead. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Has anybody been tracking our records so far this year? How are we doing against the spread? Does anybody know? No, nobody knows. Uh, I nobody think I, has been tracking. In, it. in that case, I'm doing awesome. I'm actually, you know, I was tracking myself. I'm glad. I'm glad you guys asked. Yeah, I am. I'm so far uh, seven and two on the show this year. Pretty good. Oh wow! Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, good. Good. I know. I was surprised too. <laughs> All right, we'll pick this one. Here you go. UVA okay. at Clemson. Knock on wood. If it happens. UVA at Clemson. And I think not going to happen. No, no, that it will Knock happen. on wood that it will happen. Knock on wood, yeah. Right. I, I, I don't know if this is right, but the projection I'm seeing is that it's going to be Clemson two-point favorite. Mm-hmm. It's got to change, right? It's got to go to like a pick or something or even a UVA yeah. favorite, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. You would think that the betting public would be on Virginia or at least the Sharps, you know, like Virginia. Um, but I don't know. Clemson's been so hot. I, I could see it if it's on the road being a one point, you know, line for Clemson. Um, I think you got to take Virginia there. I mean, I, I think that they do a good think... enough job 
of containing the penetration of the Clemson guards. Mm-hmm. The pack, the pack is is big in this, and also Huff will probably be able to get any kind of shot he wants over Sims. I, yeah. I think Sims is a good player, and he'll be physical. But just that height disparity is what three inches? No, maybe right. more. No, it's more like five inches. Isn't Amir Sims like six eight? Yeah, yeah, he's about six eight. Yeah, he's he's not a, he's not as big as you think he is. Um, and the Clemson offense is entirely run through those three guards, primarily honor and trap. And I think that UVA, the pack line, I think, uh, takes away so much from those guards. If it shows up, like if UVA, it shows up, that's a big question about the defense this year. Yeah, mm-hmm. it might not show up, and Clemson could be fine. So, yeah, uh, I'll take I'll take UVA there though. They've been they've been great against the spread. What about you, Taylor? Who you like? Uh, yeah, UVA is probably a smart play. I'm going to take Clemson just to be different from you two, be contrarian, and just bank on the fact that, like, I don't know, Key Hayes turnover rate skyrockets back up against Nick Honor, and, and, and so much of that Clemson defense is predicated on the turnovers they create, which does not bode well because UVA has done a little bit better, but uh, I'll just take them to be different. Yeah, I mean, the real bet of obviously is the under here. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. you know, <laughs> Clemson does have a great defense. Uh, you know, Nick Honor is not really a part of that great defense. He's more of a scorer. <laughs> oh no, no! How how dare you? Nick Honor yeah. is a, a steel meister. Okay, uh, very you know. He actually, I guess he is 43rd in the nation in steel percentage. So, you know. Yeah, he's just a ball hawk. He's all over there. He's pestering you. He's, you know, he's in the passing lanes. He's tipping he, things, you know. Nick, Nick Honor would steal from his own teammate to be able to shoot the ball. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, <laughs> that's, okay. That's, that's why I love him. We went that's a little bit out of order here. Let's track back to the Dune games. Can we do that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Syracuse I, at Pitts. Uh, Syracuse at Pitt, right? So mm-hmm. what? It's probably what a five, five, six point line for Syracuse. No, no way. No, it's not going to be that high. I don't think so. What? What is two it? Points. What, two points. Two point line for Syracuse. Oh man, we're guessing. Sy- Syracuse is pretty good. I mean, you know, you think you know the world, and then you see Buddy Beheim put up eighteen points and a half. I mean, you Dude. know, this is the Syracuse revenge game. They blew an eighteen point lead at the Dome. Right. I'll still take Pitt just because of my take earlier. <laughs> I'm too prideful, but uh, but man, those those boys at Syracuse can score that basketball, and I don't think Pitt has an answer for Gary A, especially if Shane Penny's still out. I like taking Syracuse coming off of losses on the call. road, just the way I roll. So I'll take them. And I'm still, yeah, I mean, I'm holding, I'm grasping a few straws on the Syracuse take at the, at the beginning of the season. So I, I had to stick to my guns at least until I'll I'll get off of it once they hit six losses in the ACC. Then I'll I'll pack it in. But we're a ways away from that. I mean, uh, Syracuse is pretty good. Like Mike, as you were saying, <laughs> I, I was watching some of their games and I was like, oh man, Buddy Beheim is good. Yeah. But the real thing is, and the real the real MVP of their team is uh, Quincy Garrier. Like he is the guy. Like he does everything. I mean, he might not score as much as Buddy Bayham, but he does like everything for them. You know, he's like blocking the centers on the opposing team, just swatting shots and then like running down the floor and taking guys one on one. He's the only person who can maybe take guys one on one. I don't know, maybe Richmond. I I I I will take the Syracuse revenge angle here just because I think in their last loss against Pitt, if they pass the ball, like a smidge more than they win that game by like five to 10 points. I think it's all, they can't just stop the ball. So if they move the ball, they'll win. I t- I'll take Syracuse. Okay. All right. North Carolina, Florida State from Tallahassee. Noon tip off Saturday. What's the Florida line? State? Your three point favorites, Florida oh State three point favorites. Oh my goodness. Are you kidding me? Uh, Geez, I mean Florida. I mean Florida State. Florida State. Florida State. Florida State. I mean Scotty Barnes against Caleb Love. Are you kidding me? I mean, like, how is how is North Carolina going to stop Florida State from scoring the basketball? I mean, I I don't understand. Um, uh, all three bigs from UNC will foul out in this game. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, and and you know Cobra Visa, I mean he he's down there. I mean, I don't know, man. Too much MJ Walker, too much Scotty Barnes. Give me Florida State all day. 
Yeah, I feel like I think Florida State opens up a little bit. I, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think they win by about seven, six. Mm. Taylor, do you agree? UNC will have You're a moment in this game. Yeah, I I agree more with Luke than with you. I, I think Florida State's going to win, but I also I don't think they're going to like have it as easy down low. It's going to be think. a sweat. Uh, this feels like a sweat. Yeah, yeah. It, it's going to be close, but I also think like Florida State's backcourt is just so much better also than UNC. So Taylor, and UNC can't shoot. If you so, if yeah, you take look. Florida State Taylor, I'm taking you and I'm switching. I'm going to UNC money. You know what? I'm I'm listening to my own take. This is the one where everybody's like, "Oh man, UNC beat Florida State. Man, they're going to be so great, and then they're going to lose six in a row, and then they're going to make the Sweet Sixteen. So you know what? I'm switching UNC money line. Give it to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there we go. There's your contrarian. Okay. Boston College, Notre Dame. Shark. Boston College, Notre Dame. Oh, so Catholic. I don't care if this is a Boston College minus five line. It's not. I'm taking the Eagles. Oh, man. There's there's what? nothing it's... more joyous than watching Britta's Hub try to mount a comeback. Oh, my god. It's gosh. really just beautiful. If you're I, on the other side, know... it is. Dude, you know, we talked about the ACC first team, or at least I did, my own. You know, if we have a not ACC first team, Prentice Hub is a starting guard. I mean, my God, <laughs> he's so bad. Um, yeah, and you know, I, I don't know. I, Notre Dame's been so bad this year, but um, I'll say, you know, if they don't have tabs at Boston College, I, I guess I'll still pick Notre Dame. Oh. I, I've, I've been riding that train for a while, so I'll stick with Dane Goodwin and, uh, okay. you know, my boy Nate Lashevsky. You know, Boston, Boston College, College has are going to be two-point two underdogs, uh, and I will take Boston yeah, College. Yeah, BC has the better version of Goodwin. You know that, don't you? Uh, um, you mean the, the white kid, the transfer from Ontario? Kelly? Yeah. Yeah, I, he's got. I don't. I don't. I don't like people with underbites. I almost didn't say that, but you know what? He's got a heavy underbite, that kid. You know. <laughs> I'm Definitely, definitely, he's full herbivore. I mean, you know, I just, you know, <laughs> it's fine. I mean, it's fine. I just don't trust it. You know. <laughs> the, the way you say it's fine, it's fine, is the you know is the way that you know it's absolutely not fine for you. <laughs> No, you know what is absolutely not fine is uh, Mike Bray's assistant coach who was, what, arrested for voyeurism and uh, domestic assault, I believe, on his ex-girlfriend. Uh, he was uh, – the assistant coach was dismissed from oh, wow. the program in September quietly. Where Where is everybody – nobody's there to talk about that, but they uh, want to drag you Bayheim know, because, through the mud. You know? It's because Mike Bray's the PR king, man. No kidding, He's man. the PR everybody king. Everybody's Talk about his shorts, not take, talking about his assistant take that from the master. I'm all in on BC in this game, especially if they're getting two points. The Mike Bray thing, you know, I, I didn't know the news about the guy, his assistant coach. And when you started talking about that, Mike, you're like, voyeurism. And I was all ready to cut in with like, we don't kink shame on this podcast. <laughs> and then the domestic violence came up and I was like, oh, well, I guess I got to, you know, shut up now. <laughs> you got to rate it in. Yeah, yeah, that's not good. Nobody yeah. likes that. With, with all that being said, give me BC plus two, says Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I'll take Notre Dame. Stick to sports, Mike. Stick to sports. Rich Kelly, okay? Dan Goodwin is the matchup of the the month. It's got to yeah. be. I'm telling you, CJ Felter is getting better and better every game for BC too, man. I love watching that dude play. Well, next game. I'll tell you what else we have on Saturday. We have the Louisville Cardinals, who apparently are going to win the ACC, right, Mike? Yes, sir. Going head to head with the Miami Hurricanes. Oh, uh oh, oh, Taylor's Taylor's in a bit uh -oh. of. A I, I I know I don't I like both these teams. They're both very good teams. Oh my goodness! All right, yeah, <laughs> classic. Um, what's what's the line? Uh, I'm seeing that it's going to be Louisville by three, but it's got to be way more than that, especially after Miami just got like embarrassed by Boston College. Is your theory right? going to fit into this game of Miami keeps it close? Mm, I, I wasn't really applying the theory to, to Louisville as much, per mm. se. But um, if this line goes anywhere over, if it gets close to double digits, then I'll take Miami. 
Doesn't Louisville I'm, feel I'm like seeing... the TCB team? Yeah. Taking care of business. Uh, they very much are. Yeah, they're taking care of business. I think TCB. they might struggle against what the I've one never and, heard the that. one and a half good teams in the ACC. How many good teams do we have besides from Louisville? It's just solid two. teams. Just two. Okay. <laughs> three. Three. Throw uh throw Virginia Tech in there. I oh, think. Oh, that yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Just just Louisville, Miami, and Virginia Tech. Well, Louisville's <laughs> never lost to Virginia Tech, right? Isn't that a crazy stat that we have? That what? Louisville's never lost to Virginia Tech. I did. Oh, wow. I, I remember that. They're like 18 and 0, right? I suppose. <laughs> Something you know. Something like that. <laughs> uh, and, and Duke can't win at Virginia Tech. Another loss at Castle Coliseum. There, you know what? There's something cooking down there in Blacksburg. I don't know what it is. Yeah, you love yourself some VT. You love yeah. yourself some VT. I, I did. I was okay. a Mike Vick kid bro- growing up, no doubt. Oh, I'm sure you were. Oh yeah, I can. You know what? I can. I can hear the judgment in your voice, Luke, and you can shove it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll let's take... let's relitigate that whole thing. They made an example of him. Okay. Yeah. What about this Notre Dame coach who beat his wife? Yeah. You What's know, think path? about that. What's the path for Miami here? Throw it up against the backboard from three and get the offensive rebound, and Louisville's just very confused. Yeah, I guess. I mean, there might just I mean, be too much chaos for them to function with Chris Mack and his cadre just jumping on the floor and doing jumping jacks, which they like to do, even despite the fact there's no fans around. And <laughs> the ball's hitting the backboard from the Miami three-point shooters. That might just be too much chaos for Louisville. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. I, I'd say defensively, Miami has excellent guard play. You know, I think Wong and Beverly, um, you know, not to be confused with Braxton Beverly, uh, but Harold Beverly and Isaiah Wong are great defensively. Yeah. And they, they have down, a lot of size. Man, they shut know? down Rich Kelly. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> you and the Rich Kelly thing. Oh, geez. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I think that's the key for Louisville, obviously. They get so much uh, production out of those guards. I think Miami's got a shot to shut them down. I would never bet on this game, but I might bet the under. I might bet the under. You can't do that. If it's- Nothing bugs me more than somebody who's about to make a pick and just says an over-under. <laughs> it drives me crazy. So, pick a team. So basically Mike, like 90% of the time, that's what Mike does? Yeah, right, I'll, go, does I'll go with Miami then. Okay. Give me Miami. Oh! I give You give me six points, I'll take Miami. Give me taking care of business, Taylor. <laughs> take uh, if it's at... If it's five or under, I'll take Louisville. If it's five or more, I'll take Miami. Okay. That's fair. All right. That'll work. That's it I for Saturday. Hope. I just pray. That's it. We wow, don't, those are all the games for Saturday. We don't have a Duke oh. game, unfortunately, on Saturday. And we don't uh, have... When's our next Duke game? It's forever from now. It's Tuesday. Don't they have a makeup to play? Oh, that's, that's so unfortunate. We have to wait. Doing, to, they're not doing that. We have to wait for the Bagman versus the um, King K. Coming up on Tuesday, Pitt hosting Duke. That's the next time we oh, get there. Yeah. Oh, man. That's just disappointing, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. I, Take I'm gonna Pitt. Pitt all day, baby. I mean, did you yeah. guys see the ghost of Jalen Johnson that played in that Virginia Tech game? My goodness. So bad. Mm. I know. So bad. I mean, he well, just like. Can we talk about some other storylines in college basketball before we bid our audience adieu? Yeah, sure. How many listeners do we have this year? 16? So many. Yeah. 16 it's listeners? Not that many. Maybe? Well, is that know, a storyline in college basketball? Because if it is, then it we is. have more than we think. Uh, you might be right about that. Mike, are there any <laughs> conferences? People are talking. Mike, we, are there... we actually dropped off. We're about at, uh, if you really want to know, we're about 25% of our listenership from last mm-hmm. year. That's what happens when you really try to hawk people subscribing and getting their relatives to subscribe. It's just what happens. You know, everybody just says that yeah, I'm I'm out on this. I'm throwing in the towel. It's not because the league is down. Mike, are there any other leagues you're watching or are you just all in on the ACC since they've turned into the hipster nobody watches them league? Um yeah, I mean, I it's kind of like watching a mid-major mm-hmm. league, you know. Like so, the Missouri I think, Valley? 
I used to exclusively watch the Patriot League, and now now it's like the ACC. It's like just fitting perfectly into that. So, or the Ivy League. Yeah. They've taken over the Ivy League spot this year. Yeah, the fact that the Ivy uh, was able just to pull out, they're like, ah, oh, we don't need your money. We're good. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I've been watching some others. I mean, I, I, you know, I love watching guys like Mac McClung um, emerge and you know dominate for Texas Tech in the past few games and you know beating Texas. You know, those those kind of games are fun to watch. And Gonzaga is obviously the most dominant team that I remember um, since the Anthony Davis Kentucky team. I, I don't know that I remember a college team being as dominant. I think the Towns are. Kentucky team was in that category, even though yeah. they lost to Wisconsin and the, uh, the yeah. Cummerbunds. Yeah. That was the undefeated team, right? I remember, mm-hmm. uh, I remember yeah. Frank, Frank, the tank took him down, baby. I watched that game in a B dubs with Taylor and his wife. <laughs> I, I was not driving. Were you wiping the tears? <laughs> <laughs> that poured into the ranch and the blue cheese and it flowed oh, yeah. like a river. Double dip the chip, baby. Oh, yeah. Watching one of those like 40 foot TVs, man. B dubs, man. I tell you, they, they got a brand going. Good for them. <laughs> well, they're still open, right? It's, yeah. Something. I assume so. I don't know. I haven't yeah. been out in a year. Who knows? Yeah. Captain, <laughs> strike it again. Final big picture thoughts. You know I you love got, tears so much. Not, not not Taylor and his wife and his entire family's tears after Carl uh, Anthony Towns bowed out of the uh, NCAA tournament with um, Devin Booker and everybody else who was on that team. The twins were on that as well. Not right. those type of tears. I'm talking about tears as far as there's level one and there's one team in level one. It's Gonzaga. There's level two. I think that level two now has company. I think Baylor has company in level two. Oh. Is Michigan? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Michigan's been awesome. Michigan's in level two right now. And then who knows what level three looks like because I, I can't even remember what Jay Wright looks like anymore. I've lost all <laughs> memory of what he looks like because A, he's not wearing the tailored suits. Tailor my tailor, my suits, right? Well, you love Illinois. Don't yeah, don't say I don't know. I mean, they're always overvalued. They're like a bad ex-girlfriend who just keeps coming back. She can't get rid of them. You can't bet on Illinois. Just keep getting these texts, you know, late at night or randomly. That's Mm. Illinois in a nutshell. (laughs) Um, I'm just rooting for all these teams that are like, might have once been mid-majors, but now have been good consistently, but are still kind of sneaking under the radar. Like Houston. I'm, I'm all in no, on Houston. Like Houston. Creighton, obviously a Creighton little more DJs. mainstream. Even like Colorado, the Pac-12 Ooh. might be, Ooh. might have something a little bit. Don't, I don't, don't know. Tell, don't tell my boys in St. Louis short, man. Come on. I've been on that train all year. And, you know, it's still a good one to be on. Yeah, they lost I, at the barn. Is this the part so of a- how can you even knock them for that? Hey, I looked it up today. They're 66 to 1. To win the national championship. Oh, oh goodness. That's that's a ticket worth buying. I'm oh, telling goodness. you. goodness. I could very easily see them in the national championship game. Very mm. easily. I, I didn't put in that I didn't put in the outline, but I feel like I should have said this is the part of the podcast where Mike talks about Cameron Krautwig for like twenty minutes. <laughs> I Which, looked it up. Loyola's fifty to one to make the final four. That's oh my gosh. That's a ticket I'm that, buying. That brand recognition. Mike, I looked him up this year. Because, you know, we need a recurring segment about facial hair. He grew a little stash, a little wispy, like half stash. And it's not a good look for him. He he mm-hmm. honestly reminds me a little bit of um, Farva from Super Troopers. If you've seen it with his little whiskey stash. I, it's, I don't think it's, I've ever seen that. He's really. gone full pit snoggle. That's what all you have to say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I still love him, but, you know. But I, I en- as a man who enjoys doing you know stupid things with his facial hair, like the upcoming monkey tail, I, I admire it. But I, you know what, I would just picture him more of like an Ed Kemper from Mud Hunt, Mind Hunter. Did you ever see that? You know, does uh, if anyways, Google the serial killer Ed Kemper. He's about six eight. No, see, that's what I imagine probably would look like. Ed Kemper. Ed Kemper has a much richer and fuller mustache. You know, it has enough weight to droop over the upper lip. Whereas Krautwig, it's still it's like that wispy. You know, you're 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 still seeing the skin underneath. Okay, it's uh, a it's a 
a forest that's just undergone a forest fire. All you see is bare, ruined trees, the stalks underneath. How's that for some poetry about a man's stash? Yeah, I was about to say, you're a bare, ruined tree. (laughs) (laughs) Well, subscribe to the podcast, everybody, on that note. Enjoy the one day in the next, I don't know how many days that we have ACC basketball. Meanwhile, the Big Ten's playing every single night. Have you noticed that, guys? Every single night. Great scheduling. Great scheduling. I know. I know. All right. Yeah, Luke, you called it. Feel free to interact with nobody on the Twitter account except for me. Maybe if I um, eh, maybe if I stumble over there. Mike doesn't even know where Twitter is anymore. All right. So long. Farewell. Uh, puddle of goo.